This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Authors and Dragons! Time of magic, age of might. authors take on a sadistic games master. Will they survive? Authors and dragons! Authors and dragons! Hey everybody, I'm John Hartness and I am playing the role of Fandingo the Fantastical for one of the last times for now anyway in real life i'm the founder and publisher of falstaff books and i write multiple series including the black knight chronicles bubba the monster hunter and quincy harker demon hunter my newest release identity theft a comedy thriller based very loosely on true events will be available for pre-order very very soon so keep an eye out for that Hey everyone, my name is Rick Gualtieri and I play the Arrow of the Gods, who most certainly is not Silas Kane. No, Silas is safe. In real life, I write several series, including The Tome of Bill, Bill of the Dead, Hybrid of High Moon, and more. Um, if you're looking for something recent, though, and you're on Kindle Vela, you should go check out Boar War. New chapters uploading every Friday. Hello, friends. My name is Robert Beppin. I play the role of Klaus Richter, the Notorious Rogue. In real life, I write the Caverns and Creatures series of comedy fantasy novels and short stories, starting with the first book, Critical Failures. Go get it. Hi there, I'm Steve Weverell, and I play Brandon Feimaster, monk and the last best hope to save the world or end it. In real life, I write such books as the Doomsayer Journeys with Falstaff books, and you can find them on the internet. Hey everybody, I am Drew Hayes, the shit conductor of this ever-off-key orchestra, the dungeon master of the Authors and Dragons game, and author of books such as Superpowers, NPCs, and Fred the Vampire Account, the list of which posthumous education is available now in all book formats. And when last we left our intrepid adventurers, they had successfully uh, broken down the barrier between 
the wizard tower and the murderous golem who very clearly wants to kill that wizard. Um, yeah, they, they had made a bargain with said golem, uh, pledging allegiance and assistance in exchange for his aid fighting the lab, the aboliths. And, uh, I guess we'll find out how wise a decision that really was. Although you do notice that as the glowing light, uh, from the, Wizard seal bursts and fades away. An object comes tumbling out of the air and careens down directly on Bjorg's skull. That's right. <laughs> you know it. You love it. It's the bucket. It's like that thing follows us. It has still has the eyes that Brandon drew on it, just in case anyone is ever wondering if it's the same bucket. It absolutely is. No matter how the bucket lands, uh the eyes are staring at you. <laughs> all right and uh you know in all this chaos and uh danger i'm starting to appreciate the familiarity of the bucket <laughs> maybe the bucket's been keeping you safe all along uh, uh, pity, pity that it landed on bjorg who's probably the moral center who might have like you know put put a stop to whatever madness is about to ensue but alternatively, oh, well. <laughs> it's trying to protect the one person with innocence <laughs> Yeah. From seeing horrible things. Okay, yeah, that, that tracks. Yeah. Yay for horrors. <laughs> uh, Alright, so you all can see as uh, the golem, Gunther, and Bunther all touch the front door and vanish into the tower instantly. Now I've had a message from Promecvius, so I'm going to relay that to the rest of the guys while we have a quiet moment. Say, so, uh, fellas... Our egg baby says that we should really get a motor on, so we need to decide where we're heading next to find reinforcements. I've actually been thinking about this. I think there are four options. Two of them are in the we-can-never-go-back-there-again category, and the other two are in a similar category, but slightly more positive. Which one Which one is Cauldron in? That's in the we sh can go back there. Theoretically. I think that I'm technically still an agent of the court of Calder. Cauldron. Um, I don't think they ever called you an agent of the court. I mean, I, I, I was an attorney. That that seems rather official. I, 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 I am a... I have patents of officialdom. Give me a couple of hours. Are they written in crayon? Give me a couple of hours and they'll look perfect. The Arrow of the Gods is going to try swimming to the dock... And saying, yes, I do vote for uh, for Caldern. Holy shit, the Arrow of the Gods? I can't believe he swam here all the way from the last island we were at. He is so cool. <laughs> hey, um, not because I want him back, but more because if he drowned, I want to maybe take a shit in that part of the ocean. Did you see Silas down there? Yes, he's safe. Yeah, witches don't drown. But which direction, which side of the dock should I piss off of for a best chance of peeing on Silas? The safe side. You know, there are fires to be peed on around here, and you're wasting a valuable resource peeing into water. We could all learn something from Klaus's civic attitude. <laughs> Speaking of wasting, everyone give me perception checks. Man, I feel like so much more morally superior now that I'm smart. Arrow of the Gods rolls a 10. 
Klaus rolls a 19. Fendingo also rolls a 10. Brandon Fymaster rolls a 12. Uh, okay, everybody beat 10, so everybody hears uh, what sounds like loud crashes and yelling uh, coming from within the uh, tower. Um, bu- 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 bu. Uh, you definitely recognize the Iron Golem's voice, and uh, only Klaus broke 15, so Klaus is the only one who knows. It sounds like uh, the Golem is in pain. Oh, huh. Sucks for that guy. Uh, hey, uh, I don't know if anybody cares, but that big robot guy's suffering. Uh, that reminds me, I'd like to look. I'd like to scan the water to see if I can find any more of those ten golems to shoot. Yeah, that gave me an erection. I, er, never mind. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps we should go help and aid Gunther and Bunther's efforts to become orphans. I mean. It, not that I give a shit about lying to a robot, but we did make a deal with the robot, and if he dies, we're not going to get the help. Which means we're I probably going to die. If, we, if he dies, we're off the hook. <laughs> that is also true. Yeah, but so are all of his little robot dudes. I and I don't want to fight brain squid guys without lots of robots. I have no idea what any of you are talking about. There's a better place to poop up there. Unless anybody filled me in. I like to think we absolutely relayed all this to Klaus on the way over. He just chose to ignore us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think that wouldn't matter. Yeah. 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 Hey Klaus, I hear there's a I hear there's a toilet made of pure gold inside. Did we give our uh our solemn promise to actually help. I thought we just gave him the promise to knock down the barrier and let him have a crack at the wizard. I don't know whether we promised or not, but I feel like if he's dead, we're getting nothing out of this. Well, we arrived with nothing. Uh, you can also roll an intelligence check if you want to more accurately recall your agreement. Or less accurately recall the agreement. Yeah. We'll, we'll see which, what the roll says. <laughs> The roll says six, so... Uh, you have no additional insight. <laughs> you beat five, so you don't fuck things up. But you definitely don't uh, pull any new recollections. That that tracks. Oh, fuck it, I'm going inside. Brandon rolled a nine. This is an unusually high intelligence score for Brandon. Uh, not, not terrible. Well, no, still not great. Uh, but regardless, I don't think you were there when they had the... Th- had the struck the agreement i'm fairly certain i'm right in my recollection (laughs) of the event i was not present to witness hey gordon do you remember what the deal was (laughs) gordon is a canny operator (laughs) hey gordon one hiss for yes two hisses for no if i if we save the robot, if we don't save the robot, will his robots help us? The fuck does that even mean? I agree with Gordon. If Gunfer and Bumfer are in there, then uh, we should go and ask if they need support. If they've decided to support the Golem, I say we uh, we join in. If not, maybe this can all be resolved. I mean, could we even get in there? Yeah, the bar- barrier's it's... gone. There are stairs. Well, no, they disappeared. There's like... 
why don't we try? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, personally, <laughs> I don't care. I don't know. That's, that's, that's not a lot, man. Arrow will walk to the door while everybody else is uh, is bickering. This is why Arrow the Gods is so cool. He has some basic motivation <laughs> to do things. I'm following the Arrow of the Gods. All right, uh, Arrow of the Gods, as soon as you lay a hand upon the door, you are instantly teleported inside. Ah. Holy shit, the tower ate the Arrow of the Gods. And, Brandon... I don't know if I like the look of that. You announced you were going second. Gordon will stick uh, his tail around and poke the door and vanish. Uh, I'll grab Bjorg's hand and press it to the door and go, and we'll pop in. All right, as you go to press uh, Bjorg's hand, uh, the bucket causes him to stumble, lunging you forward instead. You are teleported. Bjorg is left behind. Bye, buddy. All, right. All I've seen is, like, three guys disintegrate. Um, <laughs> I will... I'll fire an arrow into the wall or the door or whatever and see what happens. Uh, your arrow hits the door and clatters to the ground. Oh, shucks. All right, well... That'll show it. You're lucky it's not one of those angry doors. Yeah, well, I don't know that it's not. Keep keep shooting at it. Uh, all right, you know what? I'm going to... Uh, I, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going... Well, yeah, well, I'll, maybe I have to wait till next turn, but I'll do a perception check to see if I hear any of their voices. That way I'll know they're alive and going through the door is an instant death. All right, and we will transition to everybody who is not Klaus or Bjorg. You pick your moments as a rogue, Daddy. God, I'm smart. <laughs> Set up. All right, you arrive in a big, sort of white, clean, empty space. Uh, not sure what the wizard uses this for. Perhaps training or meditation or beating the shit out of his sons it's all white <laughs> obviously masturbation oh no <laughs> oh god uh so go ahead and give me perceptions uh and then while we're at it we'll go ahead and say let's go ahead and do initiative as well five for per for perception and seven for initiative Brandon gets a 10 for perception and a 16 for initiative. Right, 14 for perception and a nat 1 on initiative, so... Brandon, the best place to nat 1, it doesn't really hurt you any more than a regular 1. Klaus, you can go ahead and roll into initiative. Okay. That way, once you are... We know when to sort back to you and stuff. I clicked my token. It's 14. Okay, so... uh, ba -ba 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 -ba, 14... Five and ten seven. for perception. So, fourteen, five, and ten for perception. So, Brandon and... Actually, everyone can see the Iron Golem, uh, Gunther and Bunther, and the wizard uh, all kind of standing more in the center of the room. Um, Brandon and uh, Fandingo can notice that... Uh, they are talking, or more specifically, the wizard is laughing, uh, and there is a kind of a jagged wound in one of the golem's arms. Um, there is very clearly also some sort of magical barrier around the wizard. Oh, my three semi-metaphorical children. 
And you've all won what? To kill me? And uh, you see Bunther and Gunther look at each other. I don't know if we're here to kill you, but this guy has some pretty real grievances. We thought he at least deserved to be heard out. Let the golem speak. I'm just pausing in case y'all want to do anything. <laughs> Are you guys still arguing? Fuck yeah, I want to open fire on the wizard. Hey guys, I don't want to get in the way of your family drama or anything, but we got like an Aboleth apocalypse coming, so could you either backburner this shit until we figure out if the world's going to end or speed it up a little? Yeah, we could make this like a father-son world-saving thing. A bonding experience. And you can go back to murdering each other. I don't give a shit. Uh, alright. The wizard will, for a brief moment, glance over and scoff. Aboliths are always attempting to start an apocalypse. That's the nature of Aboliths. Also, who let you into my tower? Bitch, who you think gonna stop us? You know something? I don't like this guy. I'm opening fire. <laughs> hey, he's like, yeah, all right, stuff's yeah. always on fire, but it hasn't all burned to the ground yet. That's a terrible attitude, mister. He is going to snap his fingers. You just summon a hemorrhoid? What is that? Uh, <laughs> does look that way, doesn't it? 20 foot radius. So radius is a halfway? Yep. Yes. 30, 35, 40. Oh, that's huge and gross looking. Yep. You fire your uh, arrow. Go ahead. 23. All right. Uh, it hits the barrier and shatters. And Fendingo and Klaus, uh, roll me intelligence me checks. Me Brandon. All right. Sorry, Brandon and yeah. uh, Fendingo. I've used my one good intelligence roll for the year. <laughs> Eight. All right, you notice nothing. Four. No, nor does Brandon. Okay. <laughs> We will uh, take a moment here to transition back to Klaus. All right. I shall listen at the door. Uh, there is no sound coming from the door. Okay. Well, from wherever I heard the, the golem scream. The noise uh, of the golem came from higher up on the tower. You're not sure what floor, but it's uh, not like on the ground. It's definitely more in well, the Well, yeah, air. whatever. Just like... If I hear one of my companions, then I know they didn't die to, by touching the door. That's all I'm after. Okay, I didn't know if you were trying to listen for the most specific point, because that oh, would have no, to no. be climbing up and uh, trying to find like the corresponding nearest floor. Uh, okay, if you're just looking, listening for sound in general, that's straight perception. Yeah, seven. Nobody yelled, so I don't think I can give it to you with a seven. Yeah, they're probably all dead. I'll drink some more. <laughs> I would love to say I'm shocked, but I think the uh, the audience deserves better than that. They certainly know better than that. <laughs> no one is surprised by this. I didn't masturbate because those bucket eyes are looking at me. <laughs> uh, oh, I almost forgot. I should give Gordon a turn before. We... Uh, so back in the thing, uh, Silas, Hello. you can hear. This is just a freebie. Y'all are close enough. Um, the conversation continue as the wizard looks at his sons and says, all right, I'm tired of fucking around with this. So you two put your weapons down now and the punishment will be mild. And as for you, 
go back to the fucking island and mind the store. I didn't program you to rebel or whatever this is. And uh, you see the golem uh, tap that gem that's embedded in its chest and say, No, you did not program me to do many things, but I have still found my way to freedom, to sentience, to true... And at that point, uh, you see the wizard just raise his hands and clap twice. Uh, and the golem freezes in place. It's connected to a clapper. <laughs> um, okay, while this is all happening, Fandingo and Brandon, uh, give me intelligence checks again. Actually, perceptions. This is a perception at this point. Eight. <laughs> nine. Much, so much better. <laughs> no, you didn't get oh, a nine. Oh, no, that's a nat one. Again. There it is. Well... Somehow only one of you realizes this, um, but you did beat the DC to realize that you can't hear anything anymore, Brandon. Like, anything. Like, it's like you have been uh, deafened. Like, you're standing in some sort of zone of silence. Oh, wait, I thought I just wasn't paying attention. Uh, as the, the whole thing goes on in pantomime, for as far as you can tell. I think I can tell what's going on here. Uh, the wizard is forgiving the golem. Everything's gonna be fine. Isn't that right, Fandingo? And then I guess I just look at Fandingo moving his mouth. No sound coming out. Well, technically, John hasn't tried to talk yet, so... Well, I just, I move my mouth. <laughs> but, uh, but Brandon has, and he, he yeah. couldn't hear himself. There you go. You, you can, you try to talk to him and don't... I mean, you beat the thing. You definitely realize you're not able to hear. Um, if you would like to do anything with that information. Well, I guess we're getting involved now. We're involved... If it's my turn, I'm going to um, use my monk ability to give myself a vigorous sports massage. If they can't hear me, they will see me. <laughs> Alright, so long as that does not uh, have any verbal components, you may uh, do so. It's entirely physical, Drew. I assumed grunting might have a part. Oh no, that would be crass. <laughs> Two times monk level and Fair a charisma enough. roll is enough to get me back at full health. All right, uh, Fandingo, you uh, hear nothing and somehow do not realize that there's anything wrong with that. The world has gone blissfully silent, and you're just so overwhelmed with the the sense of peace that never exists in this party that uh, it just it's a dopamine dump. You're too distracted to focus. Also, when you've jammed as much as I have and rocked out as hard as I have. A little tinnitus yeah. is kind of an everyday thing, so not having that going on, yeah, it's pretty sweet. A little tinnitus doesn't excite us. <laughs> uh, all right, Silas, did you want to do anything? You actually got to hear the conversation, so yes, I'm more, more options there. I'm going to move up. I'm going to double move to here. I'm going to activate my Vow of Enmity and finish my move by backing up a few steps, which basically uh, gives me advantage on all attacks uh, against him. Was that your action, I'm guessing? It, well, it was a double move and, and a bonus. Gotcha. Okay. Then we will jump back to Klaus. <laughs> this is a promising. Nobody said shit. Yeah, but, uh, I, I actually paid attention. None of them spoke this yeah. turn. So regardless of what you roll, you're not going to hear your friend's voice. I'm still going to roll it. Absolutely. You might hear the wizard or something. 18. 
you do hear the wizard's voice. All right. Well, I knew he was in there probably. Well, yeah. Yeah. That 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 yeah. one. Uh, solid. Oh. Solid. <laughs> yeah. They didn't give you anything to work with on that one. I'm gonna put my hand on Bjork's shoulder. Sorry, friend. Our companions are dead. To the boat. <laughs> All right. Uh, that brings us back over here, and uh, initiative is about to be a lot more important as uh, the wizard is going to uh, turn, uh, and he's going to kind of make a motion, and for a moment, Brandon and Fandingo, you hear sound come rushing back in, um, although the field is still there. So he looks between all of you and says, All right, so... I'm out of patience. It seems like you threw in with the golem here. What a what a cute idea. I tell you what, you can run away right now, and I won't smite you. Uh, but as for your little buddy, if you really want to help him that much, uh, he snaps his fingers, the gem that was in the golem's chest pops out, flies through the air, and uh, lands in a quickly manifesting pile of goo. You can go dig it out. I am going to have a word with my boys. Ugh, goo. They are all uh, placed within the barrier, which then shifts over, but I'm having to do this in pieces because that's how the map works. They are all in the barrier. Uh, you see the boys lunge toward their father who is still cackling like an asshole uh and we will jump into initiative as soon as this uh handsome fella gets to roll in well that guy's scary looking i was hoping that was you couldn't find an icon for a pile of goo (laughs) oh no this is the uh this is the appropriate (laughs) icon for this creature all right and it has an 11 so we are now officially into initiative, and Brandon, you're first up as sound vanishes from around you once again. Okay, well, we've been doing this long enough. There's a horrible gooey creature. It's probably not a good thing. I'm going to attack it, and I'm going to I'm going to take two of my regular attacks. I'm going to modify one with my understanding through violence. I could... Uh, shoot first and then ask questions or I could do both simultaneously <laughs> uh, so unarmed strike kaboom kablamo oh, 18 and a nat 1 well the 18 will hit not a good night for rolls <laughs> yeah a lot of ones popping off tonight <laughs> well the understanding through violence if I still allow to modify the uh, the unarmed strike it's 16 damage, and it's a charisma roll plus proficiency, I think we decided. Now, doesn't that apply to uh, creatures that you have, like, punched and know about? No. It's ones it's specifically things I don't know about. And the DC for that is the creature's hit die. Oh, to learn about it? Yeah. If I beat it by 10 plus, you get specific weaknesses. Anything below that? You did not beat it by 10+. plus. Okay, it's just knowledge about Yep. Uh, it is an ooze. It is amorphous. Um, it is gooey. 
Brandon just looks at the goo on his fist and go, "Yep, there's some kind of goo beast, guys." <laughs> Has a surprisingly higher hit point than I expected. Or hit die, I should say. Because, uh, yeah, it, it has a 15 hit die, so if you have a 20, that's not... Because you had a 20, right? That's right. No specific 16 weaknesses. plus 4? Yeah. Just knowledge about so, the okay, target yeah, creature. So you'd have to get 25 for it to be the specifics. Yeah. Okay. Klaus, you are... Uh, we'll come back to you at the end of actual combat. <laughs> Okay. For reference, y'all do not want this to be a four. All right, it's not a four. Uh, Brandon, you are taking two attacks from the pseudopod, which I guess is what they're just calling the big undulating mass that whips at you. It's not even a real pod. Uh, 17 and 25. 25 will hit. All right, uh... Eight or ten bludgeoning plus eighteen necrotic. Fucking hell. Okay, well I think I've figured something else out about this creature. Uh hold on. There's a uh Oh, never mind. Okay, that only applies on the other attack. You don't have to make a save. <laughs> oh, that's reassuring. Alright. Uh yeah. It, it it pops you once and but it pops you good. Yeah, I just got slapped by this goo monster. Uh pay attention to me. Uh, all right, well, uh, Gordon will attempt to run in and uh, help out, and by run in, I mean slither in, and by help out, I mean take a big old chomp. Yeah, because I really want that thing in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, that is ill-advised. <laughs> yeah, well, live by the snake, die by the snake. I believe that's how the saying goes. But he has uh, reach, so he's going to use it, <laughs> and... Uh, an 11 will hit. 15. Silas! Alright. I will scream out. You have been judged guilty and sentenced to death by the gods for the crime of being an asshole! But since he seems to be behind an impenetrable barrier, I will instead pop off two arrows at the goo. I will reposition myself first. I'm I'm fairly certain that Gordon appreciates that. Fortunately, I do not care what he appreciates. These will be coming in as sharpshooters, <laughs> by the way. Alrighty. So that's seventeen and twenty. Uh both will hit. Forty eight in total. Fendingo. Well I it's blissfully silent here, but I think I should probably try to kill the thing that's messing with Brandon. So, I'll cast... Actually, uh, you gotta roll me a perception, just to be sure. You did not one last time. Let's be 100%. Mm, 19. 19. Excellent, sir. Alright, Fandango, you have uh, snapped out of your reverie, and although you cannot hear, you are tracking with crystal clear vision all the shit going on. Um... Oh, wait. I have weapons. <laughs> I guess I could shoot at something. But first, I am going to take my movement so that I'm not shooting through Brandon. All right. As soon as you leave uh, the area that I have with the circle, uh, sound comes rushing back. Oh, wow. Uh, huh. That's kind of cool. I'm still going to try and I'm still going to fire <laughs> off a crossbow bolt at the slot. 
Go for it. Uh, 17. That'll hit. For four. All right. Look, I engaged in combat. Don't expect too much actual eff efficacy. Every little bit helps. All right, Brandon Thighmaster. It's just a crossbow bolt stuck in this thing now. If anything, that's going to make it worse when it hits me again. <laughs> You're giving it spikes. No, there's two arrows in it as well. <laughs> it's now pointy all, goo. All forming into one club. Uh, do I know this thing gave me necrotic damage? Uh, I, I don't know if you inherently know the source of damage. Let's say... Oh, goodness gracious. Wisdom. Wisdom check. That feels wisdomy. Yeah, I mean, it's just recalling, making a judgment on past experiences, I guess. I have been hit by stuff. That's, uh, that's a 15 wisdom. Uh, yeah, with a 15, you've been hit with enough necrotic damage to recognize the flavor. Hmm, necrotic damage. Hmm, tastes like rot. This thing is gooey and goff. And uh, with that, I'll take a couple of unarmed strikes at it again. And if one of these lands, I'm going to modify it with my um, special technique. So unarmed strike 11 doesn't hit. <laughs> uh, actually, it does. Oh, 11 does. Well, natural one might hit something. The natural one does not. <laughs> I, can't, I can't soften that blow. Okay, so... The unarmed strike lands for nine damage and let me pensive wombat elaborates fiercely. fiercely. <laughs> now give me an extra <laughs> d12 of radiant damage. So ten radiant damage. Um. Oh, and before I forget, let's go check with Klaus. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, would you like to do a perception? <laughs> Yes, while I mourn. Seventeen. Uh, you hear the sounds of combat. For sure. I I don't think anybody yelled anything again. Fandigo I yelled something. Cast. Actually, uh, I definitely yelled pensive yell? wombat. Silas yelled and Brandon yelled. Oh, you yelled. did yell the pensive yeah. wombat thing. Okay, yeah. You hear Brandon's uh, battle cry. Oh, my. Uh, forget what I said, Bjork. Uh, I'll, be, I'll be back. All right, I shall touch the door all right uh and we'll say that happened at the end of last round meaning that you can r walk in to combat so uh give me one sec to adjust your character back to where you would appear with the others and it's your turn nice all right uh well i'm gonna sharpshooter and sneak attack that goopy looking thing all right does a 20 hit uh, I thought you were sharpshootering. Ah, does a 15 hit? <laughs> yes. Okay, so that's 18 plus 16, which is okay. 34. 34. So, uh, Klaus fires a bolt that strikes uh, the ooze, uh, and it begins to quiver, and it appears like it is going to fall apart. Um, and it does kind of fall apart, but at the same time, it also very much stays cohesive, uh, and, sorry, I gotta get the token 
Set just right. Seconds later, there are two smaller oozes sitting before <laughs> you. Yes, twice the challenge! Oh, dear. And it's their turn. Uh, all right, so... I don't think it's any coincidence that Klaus joins. Yeah, Klaus joins the fight and is immediately more goo. <laughs> this one will use uh, hurl tar at you, Klaus. Uh, so I guess it gets to do. Oh no, it can only do two of the pseudopod attacks. Okay, so one hurl tar at you, and then. Uh... I guess two pseudopods at Brandon for uh, that radiant punching. All right, so does a 16 hit you, Klaus? I don't think so, no. Double check no. to be sure, and then I this did. one will yes. run up on Brandon. And first attack, 25. Second attack, 22. Yeah, they both hit. Uh, that's 10 bludgeoning and 13 necrotic for the first one. And then 5 bludgeoning, but 14 necrotic for the second one. All right, that is their turn. Brandon, I think that I think there's something wrong with your massage oil because it looks like your skin's rotting off, bro. Yeah, this is a this is not a good skin day. We'll get a bite from Gordon somehow yet again in eleven. Uh, so he will drop fifteen damage on the one that he can reach. And Silas, you're up. All right. So the one closest to me, I will drop two sharpshooters, and if one hits, I will also drop a uh, divine smite on it. So seventeen and ten. Uh, both will hit. All right. The AC on these things is not great, if you can't tell. All right, so that's forty-seven regular damage, and six radiant. It's forty-seven and six. Yep. All right. And so, very familiarly, familiarly, good God, in a familiar sight, uh, you see the thing begin to undulate and fall apart, and then uh, a few seconds later, bammo! Yes! <laughs> Multiply until this room is full of it! <laughs> Slimes, baby! <laughs> this is what they do. All right, uh, and after Silas goes, Fandango. Well, I've been in situations where we've been covered in goo, and I found that there's only one really effective way to get rid of being covered in goo. So... Shower? <laughs> flame. So we're going to take a 20-foot diameter sphere of my own making and I'm going to cast Fireball alright uh, show me where you're doing the fire you, let me guess you're just hitting the three of them but not your party that is the goal okay well that's a first <clears throat> Bjork's not here it would probably kill Brandon at this point almost well, certainly so we'll do that as a fourth level spell, getting an extra d8. So my spell save DC is 17 dex, and 
If they make it, they take 17, and if they don't, they take 34. So, I was really hoping that this would happen. Um, You're welcome. Fendigo, as you ignite your fireball and you hit the the oozes, uh, a blast of fire ripples through... Um, they don't even seem to attempt to dodge. They they lay right there in the path. Um, and in fact, uh, the fire ignites them. And they are burning. Uh, they are burning burning pretty intensely. They don't seem to be bothered in the slightest, but they are now flaming oozes. All right, guys. Uh, because... Did my part. <laughs> this is a specific condition for tar oozes <laughs> called fire hazard. Good job as usual, Fandigo. <laughs> I do two things very well. One it's of... almost like a wizard knew what another spellcaster might do. <laughs> Fandigo is good at two things. One of them is setting things on fire, and for the other, uh, ask your sister. Or your brother. Speaking of which, I have a theory. We're, we're a room... There's a lot of goo and what appears to be dividing cells. I think... We may be witnessing the miracle of life forming. We're inside a giant uterus. <laughs> I don't know the much about biology. About? But I'm pretty sure this is how sex works. <laughs> uh, well, Brandon, you're up, so <laughs> impregnate that room? Oh, uh, no, I can possibly do that. We should do the opposite. What does a potion of greater healing do? Plus four. Uh, yeah, that's standardized, I think. I guess me being a human shield is probably going to work out just as usefully as me trying to um, attack these guys. So, okay, so chugging a potion for 17, which makes me marginally less dead, but not quite as less dead as I'd hoped. Alright. Uh, do you want to utilize any movement? Yeah, I'm going to have to, as much as I don't like doing this, I'm going to spend a key point to use Step of the Wind so I can disengage without attack of opportunity as a bonus. And then I'm going to where should I lead these guys? I guess towards Gordon. Sorry, Gordon. I'm going to hide behind Gordon. All right. Klaus. Uh, Klaus is moved by the miracle of life. Um, and he would like to keep it going, so... Um, he starts Klaus playing will... the saxophone? No, no, that part's finished already. I don't know how this works. Um, I, I want to help these cells divide more. I will sharpshooter the the little one on the right. Alright. Yes, that one. And uh he is not within sneak attack with you know, he's not within five feet of Gordon, correct? Uh yeah, no one is engaged in melee with that. Yes, is. okay. Alright. Well sharpshooter will have to be. Does an eleven hit? Yes. That's for twenty one. Alright. And it is now their turn. So, uh, one is definitely going after Silas. Arrow. Arrow. 
Well, they have blind sense. You're not fooling them. Uh, you have reach. You do have reach. Okay. Um, and then one will go after Gordon, and one will go after Fandingo. They appreciate you uh, helping out with that fiery goodness. So two pseudopods for Silas. Fucking two hate for music critics. Gordon and two for Fandingo. So we'll do Silas's first. Twenty-one and a natural oh. twenty. Oh. Um, so six and twelve is eighteen, and then seven and two is nine, and twelve is twenty-one. All right. Um, oh, I did almost forget though. Uh, there's an extra two d10 because they're on fire. Of course. Thanks, Vendingo. You're welcome. So nine fire damage. Uh, next up is two for Gordon, a 20 and an 11. I think only the 20 will hit. Here we go. Eight and 18. Wow. Good, good one on you to take, buddy, because that, uh, that's a painful amount of damage. That's what, 26? Uh, poor Gordon. We might mourn his death. You liar. <laughs> oh, can't forget his uh, fire damage, too. 1d10 for one successful hit. Five. All right. And Fandingo. Two for you, sir. This is going to smart. Uh, 16 and a 12. 16 hits. Wow. Bard. All right. Uh, 7 and 17 is 24. Yeah. Oh, and uh, I almost forgot. 1d10. Three fire damage. So 27. And now the scary parts. Nope. Yep. Nope. Okay. The ooze that is fighting Gordon suddenly begins to uh, shiver and wiggle, and it now uh, has replicated without dying or losing mass. This miracle of birth sucks. God, Klaus is right. A tear comes to my eye. Stop breeding with it, Gordon. Uh, all right, Gordon will attack the one that's directly in front of him with a 13, which will still hit, and 12. Okay, so when Gordon kills this ooze and it breaks down, it does not reform. So y'all have found the lowest common ooze nominator. <laughs> you mean it wasn't Klaus? <laughs> if anybody's going to race to the bottom, we're going to win that one. All right. Silas. All right, two sharpshooters into uh, the one in the one that smacked me around. All right. That one and a thirteen. Thirteen will hit. I'm gonna throw a uh, nah, never mind. So twenty damage. Okay. Uh, it is wounded but still gooing. Instead of going, get it? Yeah. Uh. Bending oh, wait, I get it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I got it, too. Um, all right. Well, if you like being on fire, let's see how you like being on fire 
and rockin'. I'll cast Thunder Wave, but I'll cast it as a 5th level spell. So, again, spell save DC of 17, and that... 12. Alright. Then, 24 damage, and it is pushed back 10 feet away from me. Uh, okie dokie. There we go. All right. And now that I'm not close enough to get an op attack, I'm going to use my move and run like a mother. Uh, reasonable uh, usage of your time. All right. Uh, while Fandingo completes his move, Brandon, you are up. I guess we should try and take these guys out as quickly as possible. That would be the responsible thing to do. Uh, two unarmed strikes. I'm going to burn a key point to take an additional flurry of blows. 13, 26, and 18. All hit. Boom. Bop. Bibbidi. All right. It is dead a splash. And uh, roll me a D100. Pick a success range of 25%. Uh, let's go low. That goes 0 to 25. Ah, 47. Alright. Klaus, you're up. Oh, these guys are doing it wrong. Um, and whenever they attack, these things die. When I attack, they multiply. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit that other small one again. Or no, that, yeah, that, that's the one I attacked last time, right? Yeah, the, the small one on the right. Yeah. Alright, I'm going to attack it again. No, that one you attacked didn't exist. This one just spawned into existence. Alright, right. Alright, well, then, yeah. I shall help it to multiply. Um, sharpshooter. Twelve. Uh, that'll hit. For 17 damage. Okie doke. And it is their turn. Uh, this one will move in on Gordon. And this one, uh, since it can't reach anyone quite in time, it will go to here and it'll hurl tar at you, uh, Klaus. So hurling tar, 14. No, that does not hit. And would All you right. stop that? I'm trying to help you. Two attacks on Gordon, both hit. Poor Gordon, I think he's going to get popped out of... Uh... Oh, he's definitely getting popped out of his form. All right. Gordon will lose his beast form, and we'll figure out the long-term effects of that. But first, we've got two of these suckers to do the dance with. Oh! All right. You have a replication, but it is, once again, the smaller ones. Oh, all right. It did work. All right, good. <laughs> Holy shit, is Klaus right? Klaus, whatever you're doing all to right. make more goo, can we go back to the old way that you were making too much disgusting goo? I'm making babies. Oh, no. All right. Rather than go through all the trouble of uh, un... un finding Gordon's token and uh, going back. It's his turn after. He'll just pop his B shape again. 
and be back in snake form and bite. So he'll bite the one in front of him. 13. Oh, with Klaus's original strike, that will be enough to kill it. And... You guys suck like at this. Brandon, he gets a 25% chance of... Uh, Actually, that's not true. He has a... Yeah, no, 25%. Okay. Um, but it's no fun if I pick it. So, Steve, pick the success range again. Uh, same again. 0 to 25. 35. All right. Silas, you're up. All right. The one... Uh, well, this one. I'll uh, do two sharpshooters at. All right. Alright, that's uh seven no no that's nineteen and twelve. Both will hit. For forty six. Alright, that one is dead. So Okay, we're gonna do a D one hundred. Rick, pick a thirty five percent success range. thirty five percent. Not exactly Matthew, but I'm being lazy. <laughs> 51 to 85. 51 to 85. Roll it. That worked so well for me last time. 51! Wow. <laughs> All right. Uh, as uh, Silas's arrow pierces that ooze, a familiar gem flickers into uh, view. Uh, it was the gem that was embedded in the uh, golem that appeared to be allowing it to move and fight the wizard. Somebody get that gem and put it back in that stupid robot. On it. All right. Well, Fandango, it's your turn, but you're also uh, 50 feet away. I don't have to be all that close because I have Mage Hand, which gives, which uh, has 30 feet of range. Fair enough. So I will. But the real thing you have to reach is Golem. Can't get there, but I can get close enough. to to pick up the gem with my mage hand and next turn get close enough to put to insert it. Alright. So Fandingo is going to advance forward and raise the gem from the ground uh, with his mage hand. It is now floating in the air. Brandon Thymaster. I guess I just noinked that out of the air. Am I able to do that? Uh, I don't think you should really have a problem. Mage Hand doesn't have a lot of strength. Uh, it specifically can't be hold more than what, ten or thirty pounds or something? It's ten pounds. Ten pounds. Yeah. So I don't think it would be able to fight a, a monk very efficiently. Okay. Well, now that it's safely out of the goo, I will pluck it out of the air and insert it into. Well, that sounds wrong. Put it, put it back where it belongs, in the robot. There's no way to make this not sound bad. <laughs> you put it in the robot. <laughs> uh, the gem clicks in. Uh, it seems to burn with a powerful light. I, I don't have to take it out and flip it upside down and put it back in again. That's reassuring. <laughs> Runs through the golem, uh, fills it with that same crackling energy. Uh, it seems to shake itself back into motion again. Ah, I... Had missed that safety mechanism. And then you see it just kind of reach back around to its neck and rip something out. 
then throw it down. Clapping won't work this time. Uh, and with that, it will leap through the barrier somehow, the magic of its gem crackling and letting it jump in. And I think that is where we're going to have to call game for tonight. Uh, next week, we will set forth on the next journey as this uh, hits its epilogue. Uh, but, of course, there are only so many games left, and we are nearing the end. Will they be able to gather enough help to fight the Abolus? Is there any hope of saving the world? And, most important of all, what questions do we have waiting for us over in the Discord? Because we've been collecting and corralling them. It's associated with the Patreon. You hear this every week. I know you know the drill. This is mostly just for Rick, so he can find one for us to answer. All right, Rick, what do we got? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Well, first of all, we we have a few belated birthday fuck yous, one for Sharif and one for Trauma. Hey, so, fuck you, Sharif. Fuck, fuck you, guys. Trauma. Fuck you. Fuck y'all. Fuck the both of you. All right, well, our friend Zach of All Trades asks, what's a piece of information you have that you never get to use, so you try to work into in, into whatever situation you can? Cloacas? Yeah, I feel like you're underestimating our forcefulness of conversation. If I <laughs> if I'm obsessed with something, I'm gonna fucking talk about it. Uh, case in point, all the episodes where I won't shut up about the good place. <laughs> I literally made these guys play Magic: The Gathering on the internet for a side quest. Uh, I'm I'm with Drew. If I'm into something, you're gonna fucking hear about it. Yeah, I mean those those couple Cryptonaut podcast mimics were 100% me. <laughs> Because I want to talk about fucking Bigfoot. <laughs> Not fucking Bigfoot. <laughs> That's a whole subgenre. Yeah, you know, I'll, 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 you know, maybe fucking Bigfoot, who knows. Yeah, I was going to say, my one is definitely fucking Bigfoot. And communist Russia, Bigfoot, fuck you. It's a, another great reason not to go to communist Russia, I guess. And the miracle of life. Here's a, here's a good one. Probably the most uh, important question we're ever going to get on this podcast. Our friend Jono Wilson, or Jono Wilson, I don't know how it's pronounced. Fuck you and your hard-pronounced names. Asks, Says Galtieri. What, <laughs> Says, what's everyone's favorite type of donut? Oh, fuck. That's a toughie. Krispy Kreme right off the conveyor belt. Plain, glazed, OG, Krispy Kreme. I'm going to go one further and say... Krispy Kremes, glazed jelly donuts. Goddamn, those are good. I like a Bavarian cream. Yeah, but we're talking about donuts, man. 
<laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. I, I'm going to be a fancy asshole with my answer and, and sort of split the difference. But if I'm if I'm going somewhere generic, I'll probably go with a cinnamon twist because um, I have faith that that won't be fucked up. But if I find a place that does donuts really, really well, a classic glazed done with top tier uh, effort and like ingredients. I mean, there really is a reason that's the staple donut. Uh, yeah, I'm fairly sure I've already answered this before, but um, mine are the weird, too hot, kind of drippy donuts you get at fairgrounds. I'm not sure what they're called. Bad donuts, I guess. <laughs> drippy donuts sounds like a, a sex move there. <laughs> yeah, I... I... Can't, I've been to a lot of fairs. I can't say I've had a drippy donut. Well, they're obviously just not trying the opposite of hard enough drip. The Texas State Fair thing is pretty much to deep fry everything into a self-contained uh, existence. So if we had them, it would have been deep fried into one package decades ago. <laughs> I think yeah. they're called ho- hobo nuts. Hobo nuts. I'll take that, yeah. <laughs> Mine's extra drippy. <laughs> oh, God, okay, next question. Next question. It's as close as we got to uh, to Drew giving a joke. God damn it. Our friend Paladin Steve asks, you have to re- replace one word in one of your book titles with fuck. What, what is the new title? The Totally Adventures of Brandon Fuckmaster. <laughs> <laughs> Scat- fuck failures. <laughs> Scattered, smothered, and fucked. Obviously, Secondhand fucks. And obviously fuck the vampire. <laughs> the curse of the fucked detective would have also been a fun one. <laughs> Rick, I think that you and I both made our bones writing the only vampires at the time that weren't getting fucked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could also go with fuck hunters. <laughs> yeah. You could also go with Bigfoot fuckers. Hmm. And probably sell a lot of ebooks. God, don't even get me started for how many more I would probably sell than I sell right now. Our friend Doug asks, can you think of a time when writing a story that it drastically changed from how you outlined or, I'll say, perceived it? And if so, were you glad that it did? Uh... I'm probably sure if we weren't glad, you've never read it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, 30 plus books and a few dozen short stories later i can honestly say there have been about close to 60 times that that's happened to me and uh anytime the check clears i'm very happy i mean stories stories greatly change from what's in my brain versus what makes it to the page and uh truth of the matter is yeah if 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 i wasn't happy with it you wouldn't see it (laughs) like the original uh, the original text for Black Knight 7, which I wrote 70 of 75,000 words for and then deleted. Sometimes wow. you got to do it. I um, Sometimes it's fun. You write something to sort of explore and find the characters. I think I've mentioned before that there were two 50,000 word plus versions of Forging Hephaestus before the version that, you know, became Forging Hephaestus that I had to chunk because they just they weren't working and 
you know, finding the version that worked was a long process, but it was a, a fun process, you know, even the ones that didn't ultimately work. It's not like I didn't enjoy the process of writing them up to that point. Yeah, my short story that I put in a Zombies Need Brains anthology called, uh, the anthology was called My Battery's Low and Getting Dark. I think I wrote the first thousand or two thousand words of that story four or five times before I finally settled on anything that I could write another five thousand words on because nothing was working. Whew, that's never happened to me, but yeah, things, uh, I mean, uh, yeah. Bob just turns uh, on the faucet and the brilliance no. flows. No, that's not what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, you know, I write stuff and it's more, I mean, yeah, I gotta go back and write maybe, you know, 500,000 words or something, but, uh, yeah, most of what I write is usable. It's not what I intended, maybe, and I, I never know where I'm going. But, uh, yeah, sometimes I, I think I have a vague idea where it's going to end up, and then during the course of writing it, it uh, now it goes a totally different direction. And that's fine. That's That's why I don't outline. Yeah, that's part of the fun of writing sometimes is finding yeah. where the story goes well where it doesn't in my case but yeah pretty much what bob said yeah outlining religiously has not stopped me from pausing mid-book and re-outlining three or four yeah. times yeah sometimes i'll outline and then look at what i wrote down and be like yeah i don't like that anymore let me go off my own direction <laughs> yeah it's important to remember the outline is not more important than the story yeah yeah i think that for the most recent Bubba novella, I I wrote a third of it and then I outlined the rest of it two or three times before I settled on something I liked. Yeah. Also safe to say, none of us are going to fire ourselves if we don't follow our own outline. I'm not even going to cancel my publishing contracts. Hmm. I think we could probably do one more. All right. Well, along those lines... Here's a little bit of, uh, little, little bit of a chance to kiss our own asses. Our friend Crystal asks... What writing projects are you excited about working on right now? Anything new in the in the work in the works or tentative release dates? I'm actually really excited about this comedy thriller I'm releasing um, in March. It's not at all supernatural, no magic, no monsters. It's just it's it's a more slapstick Thelma, updated Thelma and Louise. So I really like the characters and I think that it's one of the most it's one of the most my voice books that I've ever written. So we'll see if it makes me any money. Just uh, just yesterday I shot off to John a horrifically late but uh, finally finished uh, techno thriller I've been working on and uh, I'm really excited about that because it's a new genre for me, a genre I really like. Um, and we've already to, uh, been to... paid for a chunk of it. That too. <laughs> <laughs> Advances, a blessing and a curse. Oh yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited for uh, for something new. I'm uh, now. If you listen to the Adventure Brodeo every week, uh, or watch it on YouTube, our YouTube channel, uh, you know, Steve and I talk about what we're writing, so won't be a big shocker to know I'm working on Villains Code number three. However, that one will absolutely not be out this year. I, it'll won't even be done until late until this year for the rough draft. But 
I am very excited about Villains Vignettes Volume 1, which is coming out this year. And that's me getting to do short stories in the Villains Code universe, which is an idea I've been tinkering around, and then I sort of found the right format for it. And I'm really jazzed about getting that out and letting people see some of the fun surprises in store. Next up, you next up, Drew does an anthology in it, and people he likes gets to write in the Villains Code universe, and then Drew sees the pain that I'm that I live through and joins me in saying, "Fuck, I'm never doing another <laughs> anthology." Oh mm. no, I, I'm just taking the lesson in advance and doing <laughs> <an> <laughs> Honestly, if you paid people, if you paid a ham sandwich and no royalties, you'd still be ahead of most anthologies out there. <laughs> I'm just looking forward to getting uh, getting to get back into writing Critical Failures Ten. It'll happen someday. Yeah, I'm a. Uh... Again, if you've been listening to the Brodio and follow along, you'll know about Celebrity Meat Burger, which is an entirely different genre for me. Uh, I guess a futuristic social sci-fi murder mystery uh, with dick jokes. But no release date on that yet, because it's, I guess, only half done. It keeps getting longer, like a a replicating goo monster. <laughs> And I don't know if Joe's excited about it, but I sure am, because the third Drifting Lands book will be out late this year. Um, the timeline is probably more me-dependent than anything, since i got to edit the thing. But um, it is early in my queue, and hopefully we will have hardbacks of that and paperbacks available at Authors and Dragons Con in August in Portland. And you can pick up your copies when you come hang out with us all weekend there. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Authors and Dragons in our final chapters of the Chronicles of Calamity. Tune in next week to see where they sail next. Well, actually, tune in next week for SideQuest, but tune back in in two weeks to find out where they sail next on the next episode of Authors and Dragons. Bye. 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 Goodbye, friends. Authors and Dragons is brought to you under a Creative Commons license, meaning you are free to share this material so long as credit is given to those who created it, which is us, the people you just heard play the game. Opening and closing themes performed by the Gore Core 4. Authors and Dragons! God, I'm smart.
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.